Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. As the end of another year approaches, I'd like to recommend a practice that has long held meaning for me, taking stock of the preceding year of my relationship experiences. I see that as a good way to learn as much as possible from the last year of living, as well as a good way to prepare for a meaningful year ahead. In this episode, I'll share a few highlights of what I've learned and what I look forward to. While the reflections that I'll share are very personal and individual, I believe that they'll resonate with many or most people who are also trying to live a conscious life. Perhaps that's a sort of belated Christmas present to the Two Open Doors community. It's easy to find oneself so caught up in past experiences or so focused on the future that we may miss a wonderful opportunity to appreciate what's happening in our present moment. One of my favorite aphorisms is that there's no time but the present. My variation of the dictum that there's no time like the present. My phrasing is meant to underscore that what we choose and what we do in the present moment is what gives us agency in our life. The present moment is the only time in which we can apply what we've learned from our past to shape our future. It's helpful to bring that back to the center of our awareness as we assess where we've been and where we're headed. When I think about the many things that have happened in my life over the past year, I'm reminded that I have many things to be grateful for. I've met a number of interesting and engaging people, usually at enjoyable and enriching social events or workshops. I look forward to nurturing at least some of those new connections in future. I've also experienced some significant change in my existing relationships. As I've often noted, relationships evolve, and they have a lifespan like the living organisms that they are. One of those relationships has been a major driver of my personal growth over the past five years. That relationship has recently taken that partner and me in different directions. That development has proven to be a challenging but needed growth opportunity for me. As the human that I am, I have previously resisted my growing sense of a need for change, fearing that such change might disrupt a treasured connection. Of course, one can't hide from reality. Accepting the need for this change has been one of the hardest challenges I've wrestled with, but I am thankful that I've been able to do what I felt was necessary. Doing so has reintroduced me to the grief cycle, which is a necessary part of the path toward healing. I'm happy that this transition took the form of a change in the nature of this relationship, rather than a complete parting of ways. A precious relationship is something worth preserving, even if it's in a different form than what was originally in place. Looking in the rearview mirror has also enabled me to see that I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. I feel that I've progressed in terms of my ability to recognize and respect both the differences and the similarities in the goals that I and my partners have set for our respective lives. That, in turn, has enabled me to better enjoy and be thankful for what I've been able to share with others, without feeling a need to force-fit a relationship into a mold that doesn't suit it. The resulting mutual respect has reduced the frustration and burdensome expectations that might earlier have found their way into my intimate relationships. That feels like progress and maturation. The retrospective that I've just described has colored how I view my future. In a way, I feel as though I've been able to relax into life more than I have in the past. Realizing the futility and the potential unfairness of trying to force relationships onto a particular path has proven to be liberating. 
In reducing the power of the human tendency to try to maintain control over the things I value, I have found myself more able to see and accept things as they are. That has made it easier to focus on enjoying the special things that accompany each unique relationship. I have, of course, long known that driving nails with a screwdriver is not likely to be productive. Still, it's different to know something cognitively as opposed to internalizing and being emotionally in contact with it. Learning life lessons in the School of Hard Knocks can pay dividends in terms of increasing joy while reducing avoidable pain and frustration. As a person who has been fairly reflective through all my adult life, an end-of-year assessment is fairly matter-of-course. In addition, though, I believe that just about any significant life change presents an opportunity for evaluation and possible course correction. In prior episodes, I've noted the importance of having well-defined relationship goals for each significant relationship. Without that, one is steering blind in those relationships. Since relationships can change for a plethora of reasons at any point in time, I see much merit in maintaining an attitude of alertness throughout the year, not just at natural assessment times such as year-end. Significant changes in any close relationship really invite one to consider whether and how those changes may affect one's goals for that relationship. Even more broadly, changes in one relationship may well affect one's other relationships. That's especially true in polyamorous relationships, which exist as a web of connections between partners. Hand-in-hand with discerning relationship changes, it's important to discuss one's perceptions of those changes with one's partners. That's where good communication skills and habits come in. One can cultivate a habit of sharing one's perceptions of relationship health with one's partners. Doing so can make relationship assessment an ongoing real-time feedback mechanism that can reinforce relationship health. Such a habit is worth cultivating for anyone who wants to nurture and safeguard their valued relationships. Doing an assessment of one's relationship health is just a means to an end, in that assessment provides one with information and motivation for making relationship decisions. Knowing how we feel about our important relationships allows us to adjust how we're managing those relationships, how much of our time and energy and emotional depth we want to allocate to each such relationship. Again, since relationships evolve, such decisions are not a one-and-done matter. They are ongoing. I tend to not focus excessively on the past beyond cognitively and emotionally digesting my experiences in an effort to learn from them. I instead prefer to entertain future opportunities. Given the somewhat challenging past year that I've experienced in some of my core relationships, I'm looking forward to a new year that will hopefully offer opportunities to bring satisfying and enriching new relationships into my life. The spark that ignites such interest in new relationships is often a mysterious thing. Attraction can be fired by factors that may not be conscious and which are difficult or impossible to really describe. Still, it's important to use discernment in choosing which relationship possibilities to explore. Discernment can improve with experience to the extent that one seeks to understand and learn from those experiences. While the future evolution of an intimate relationship is impossible to fully foresee, making informed choices, that is, choices that reflect our best understanding of who we are, what we want and need, and how a relationship prospect aligns with those, can go far toward improving the likelihood of a thriving and mutually satisfying relationship. With each passing year, I become more committed to finding meaning through the loving relationships that I enjoy. My wish is that each of my two Open Doors listeners and readers may also find a path to joy and meaning in the year ahead through their intimate relationships. 
To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.